magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Having a good time with you guys on a Friday. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Guy Relford filling in for Big Nige. Quick update. Closing arguments have wrapped up in the Fannie Willis situation down in Georgia. Judge has heard everything, and now we wait. Uh, Don't expect a decision soon. The judge has basically said, we hope to have this all wrapped up in a matter of weeks. Not days, weeks. So, if anything changes from that, we will let you know. Uh, Joining us in studio, uh, a couple friends who have had issues with voting in Marion County the way that I've had. Now, I'm not talking about technical issues. I'm talking about goons from Democratic candidates hassling people. And then the folks at the Indiana Election Committee basically being like Frank Drebin in the naked gun when the building's exploding. Nothing to see here. So John Schmitz, friend of the show, uh, he is the host of the Mouthwash talk show that you can find on various platforms, a man that has ran for public office here in Indy before. John, welcome back. And I see you brought a guest here. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's great to be back. And I appreciate the time here to get on this platform to talk about issues in our city that really sort of get brushed under the rug. So we got Linda, uh, Linda, Laura Pearson here. You had one job. Introduce the guest, John. Come on. It's like, really? It's like, it's it's been a long Friday. (laughs) You didn't offer me any beer sample Friday stuff. So I, you know, I'm not on my game. I got you. I got you. But anyway, so Laura, she had some fun on election day. So it's sort of my fault. I thought Laura wants to volunteer. She's not been in politics. She wanted to help Lisa with her with her campaign. I said, well, I'm going to go put you at our best campaign. And Lisa site. is your wife who ran yeah, for, ran city, for council. city council. County council. Yep. So I'm going to put her easy. She's not been in politics. I'm going to put her at our best location. We've gotten votes there when I ran. We got a ton of votes there. So I set her up over. There. I said, what could go wrong? Well, let Laura tell you a little bit about that. (laughs) All right. So Laura Pearson is here. And Laura, it sounds like, though you and I have never met, we've got quite a bit in common. So when I went to vote on Election Day, for those who don't know the story or maybe you're tuning in for the first time, there was some big, fat, gross looking goon that was there from the Jared Evans team. Now, Jared Evans ultimately won the city council race on the southwest side. I really don't have any problems with Jared Evans himself, per se, but the people that he had out stumping for him, one of them was this ogre-looking guy with sweat and spilled stuff all over his clothes. He was harassing myself and my son as we went to go vote. Started dropping F-bombs, was you know trying to basically get me to engage in some sort of fight with him, because I think that's really what he wanted. I didn't take the bait, so what I did was I called the Indiana Election Committee and I emailed and I called and basically they just told me, screw off, kid. So maybe it was just me. Laura, did you have a similar experience in voting in Marion County? 
Um, I can't say that it was quite the same as yours, but very similar. It was an all-day experience. I arrived at an election site on the west side of Indy to help a friend out. Um, she said anytime between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. So I decided I'd stay for a few hours, leave around noon, and call it a day. Uh, when I arrived a little bit after 7, I immediately, one of the first things I noticed was the handicapped spaces were blocked by a poll worker's vehicle. It was part perpendicular, so taking up two spaces. And then I went to enter the building, and there the door is clearly marked, no campaigning beyond this point. And right. as I opened the door and walked in, I was met by a group of campaigners for the incumbent. Which that, is, I'm assuming, just tell me if I'm wrong, a Democrat. Correct. <laughs> There's a shot. I'm going to move your microphone so people can see your beautiful face here real quick. Hold on. Okay, continue. And then um, I made, they stood up and were handy, trying to hand me flyers. And I told them I was just looking for the restroom. I went on back through the polling room and I noticed campaign flyers all over the tables. And um, then when I left and exited the building, I uh, contacted my friend and let her know what I was um, witnessing. And she said, go talk to a poll worker. So I grabbed the poll worker that was that I actually when I first entered the building was casually talking to these campaigners. Right. So I asked him, I introduced myself and I asked him, I said, I'm confused. Why are campaigners allowed to campaign inside the building past a sign that clearly says they're not allowed? And he told me um, that he's not paid enough to enforce the rules. Oh, okay. So I, and did you take this to the Indiana Election Board? Not quite at that moment. At that moment, I asked him who was paid enough to enforce the rules, and he started filling me full of crap. So right. I just went inside, found another poll worker who in turn turned out to be the inspector at the site, and told him there's campaigners inside the building. And he went, Pfft and walked away from me. Now, the reason that I think this is important and the reason that I have you here is because I think there's probably a lot of people who have gone through the same crap mm -hmm. that we have. I don't know you, Laura. Today's the mm -hmm. first day that we've ever, you know, spoken, have been mm -hmm. face to face, but we have had similar issues. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the election committee, the election board here in, here in Marion County does not give a damn because I did everything right. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that the big fat, Ogre probably wanted to get into a fight with me so then he mm -hmm. could file an assault charge and I would lose my job. That's probably his end game. I'm smarter than that. I wasn't going to fall for that. So I did everything right. I simply went to the election board. I filled out the form. I did the email. I made the phone call. Hey, you got dudes dropping F-bombs against me and my kid out here in a very threatening manner trying to pick a fight with me here. And the response I got was, well, it seems like it happened to just you and not anybody else. And that was it. And I have got documentation to back this up. John, I've showed you the documentation. So did you get any sort of feedback, any sort of response from any of these people, Laura? I did, eventually. It's taken um, until just the last week or two that I finally got a response. Um, I spoke to the deputy director at the Marion County Election Board. He finally took my call after months of emails and phone calls. And um, in summary, told me they were not pursuing the matter and that they met with the attorney and they decided not to do anything. So That's the it, same crap that they mm -hmm. basically told me. Well, we've decided not to pursue it. We've met with everybody. Mm -hmm. Kick rocks. 
you know where yes. this needs to go. This needs to go where we need to chronicle these things. You know, we've all got video cameras in our phones these mm-hmm. days, right? Absolutely. So went from, I mean, and I wouldn't necessarily have thought to do it in the moment. See, that's the thing. I, you, I you did. Think this is, this is, <laughs> oh, you did. She got, oh, yeah. I have an umpteen photographs, videos. So there, I have absolute proof, not to mention the fact that I had multiple conversations with the gentleman at the election office while it, in real time, while it was occurring. They had to have multiple conversations with the inspector to help him try to gain control. And ultimately what that was, was just after two hours of these phone calls, they finally left the building two hours in multiple phone calls before they would leave the building. Then they just went right directly outside the building outside the door and then set their chairs up well within 50 feet of that door. Right. And then by doing that, they ultimately, it's a drive-through. So with the handicapped spots blocked by a poll worker that the election board did not seem to want to advocate for either, they then did not advocate for the elderly or the handicapped because they allowed the campaign workers to remain in this spot for the entirety of the day, blocking the drive-through to the point I have many photographs of people arriving with canes and walkers that weren't able to drive through. And at one point, a young lady, I believe it was her father, she dropped him off and he had to walk around them to get inside and with his walker. And then she came to them and said, would you mind if I pulled up here to pick up my father so he doesn't have to walk through the parking lot? And the lady said, sure, you can back in here. Wow. And honestly, Laura, the part of your experience that infuriates me the most, like, I understand if we want to have a debate about Mm -hmm. how far away they are. I think a lot of people probably break that boundary. All right, fine. But when you're trying to get supervisors involved here when you're trying to get somebody that's supposed to be in charge to do leadership things they basically gave you two middle fingers and said i don't get paid enough kick rocks especially when it's so clear cut i mean it's it's the shoot is what they always talk about right this 50 foot Mm -hmm. business but they're inside the building they were inside the building but then when they came out they remained i mean right outside the door and lined up their chairs camping chairs and coolers Unbelievable. Line them up to where, and not just that, but then the incumbent showed up at 10 a.m. Because my report's very detailed. Right. But I gave, I mean, there's times. As was mine. Names. I had a photo. I uh, have photos. The The incumbent uh, showed up, powwowed with the, board, the poll workers, talked with all of his group of campaigners. So he's fully aware. And then later, I looked at his campaign website or his campaign Facebook page. And that day he made a post, campaign or election day. Right. And then underneath it, I start looking at the comments. And there is one of his own voters who has said, and I'm not going to give his name because this has now since been erased. And I filed this as an addendum to my report. It has now been erased. But it says your folks at Life Church are almost completely blocking the entryway inside doors and even as a democrat it was a pretty threatening way to try to go and vote right wow so on top of all my photos plus this 
I they still aren't going to do anything. I mean, I was and that's a problem. We got about one minute left. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to cut you off. We're running out of time here, but we got about one minute left. I want everybody to know that stories like Laura's stories like mine are happening all over Marion County. Mm -hmm. But because it's a one Democrat supermajority, they feel like they can get away with it. And two, these losers at the election board. And I don't know who they are. I'm going to look up and find some names. I have their names. But read their names. <laughs> oh, read wait, their names. Who have... are these losers? Because people need to know because they don't do a damn thing in this county. I mean, it's posted on their website, which I have to say, there's nothing on their website that tells you how to file a complaint. Right. But And if you do file a complaint, it's going to be ignored in the order that it was received. Well, the S- Secretary of State's <laughs> office never received my complaint, interestingly enough. Um, but the chair is Nolita Stewart. The vice chair is Jennifer Ping, and the secretary and county clerk is Kate Sweeney Bell. And according to the attorney, the board's attorney, he met with each one individually, and not not one of them decided there was anything worth pursuing. And the thing is, folks like Laura and I and John and I and Guy and I, we feel comfortable engaging these people that are harassing you at the polls. Oh, yeah. We will engage and go back and forth, and we'll fight back with them. But there are a lot of people that that's out of their comfort zone and it scares them and they don't like it. And these losers that you just mentioned, Laura, they're not doing a damn thing. No, about I it. agree. They have failed as public servants um, in their duties to uphold the election laws, to provide secure election sites. And they're also one of their duties is to tr- properly train poll workers. Laura, John, thank you so much for taking the time to come in here and talking about this, because I do think this is very important. People need to know what's happening. And if it's happening here in Marion County, even if you live in a red county, pay attention to your local elections, because this kind of crap, it spreads. If you see it, report it. Thank you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.